0: Mike, check, Mike, check, one, two, one, two. What is up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Locker Room Podcast. I'm your host, Whitelister. And today we have a very, very special guest, fellow SkyAC athlete, Connor Prince. Connor, how are you? Doing good, man. How are you? Appreciate you having me. Doing great, doing great. Thank you for being here. Connor, just briefly introduce yourself to the audience.
1: Yeah, uh, my name is Connor Prince. I'm from Waterbury, Connecticut, but I go to school here in Southern California. I'm on the basketball team at Claremont McKenna College, uh, and I'm a content creator as well.
0: Connor, um, yeah, I found Connor through Instagram, and he makes a lot of content similar to Matt, a lot of relative college basketball content. But let's get right into it. When did you get introduced to basketball, and how did you get introduced to basketball? Yeah, so I was, you know, super super
1: young. Even in my crib, I had like a little plush basketball, and uh, so right around when I was two, my dad got me a little Tykes hoop. So I just played with that every day in the driveway. Um, so my dad kind of introduced me to it and then just growing up, you know, I was always in little elementary school leagues, then started AAU high school, all that. And now I'm blessed to play at the college level. So, uh, I'll I'll credit it all to my dad just getting me
0: into the the game of basketball. Oh yeah, no doubt. So you started playing AAU in the fourth grade. AAU in the States is just huge. And it's the main way, like all players get, you know, looks not only the competition they're up against, but you know, a chance to play at the next level. How did AAU expand your v- view of basketball as far as competition goes when you're playing, you know, game to game, tournament to tournament?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, before AAU, I was just kind of used to playing in my local town, just against the the same kids every single weekend, and I was always the the best player at that time, and so it really wasn't much competition at all. And then when you get introduced to AAU, it's it's a whole different world. You got to realize that everybody playing AAU for the most part is the best player from their town, and so um you get humbled a little bit which is which is pretty cool um but, you know aau is just awesome getting to travel the country playing against the top players even in fourth grade the kids are just amazing um we did some amazing experiences you know starting in the fourth grade and going all the way up into my junior year when i played at aau uh, but it was just pretty awesome to open my eyes up to, uh, my eyes up to a whole different world of basketball
0: how important do you think aau is when it comes to recruiting i think it's huge
1: i mean that's of course high school is pretty big um but AAU is when you get your eyes in the national circuit. You know, coaches are always out at every AAU tournament, especially all these sneaker circuits now with the, the EYBL, Under Armour Association, all that. And so, you know, if you have a chance to play AAU, especially on a, a big-time team where you're able to play and get minutes, I think it's super important.
0: Mm-hmm. So I was doing some research on you. There's a short article talks about your social media back when you were in eighth grade, and you caught the attention of USA Basketball. It said through just like Vine and Instagram, whatever else it was, was that when you realized you could play at the next level when you were getting recognized by coaches through your play in social media? Yeah, I mean, I was always super social media savvy, um, just, you know,
1: emailing coaches starting my freshman year or just trying to post my highlights or send them to to different websites just to get my name out there. And so uh, when I had that article published, it was pretty cool. And I guess that was, uh, like you said, the first time where I was really like, all right, college basketball could be could be an option for me um, just because, you know, once I was getting recognized by USA Basketball, I started getting invited to couple national camps like the cp3 rising stars camp um the fab frosh camp which is a camp for the top 100 eighth graders in the country and so back then when i was pretty big time in eighth grade which is which is a cool experience uh i was like all right i think college basketball is going to be an option for me and luckily uh it worked out
0: definitely no doubt would you say like that cp3 rising stars camp or like the fab frosh camp opened your eyes to even more to like the level of competition you play against on a national level
1: it was it was crazy i mean like in my eighth grade year, I played, I just played at like a local Catholic school. Um, And I mean, I was averaging like 35 a game and I'm thinking like, dude, I'm going to the league. I'm going to be going to Duke and all that. And then I go to this camp and I have on my team, um, Armando uh, Baycott from North Carolina, Wendell Moore, uh, Cole Anthony. And so it's like, these kids were a hundred times better than me. And I look, I I mean, I played fine, but these kids just look like they're ready to go play at Duke already. And so um, definitely opened my eyes up to what real competition is like. and Mm -hmm. definitely made me get in the gym more for sure.
0: So who are some of the most like notable guys you played against in those camps?
1: Darius Garland is a big one. I mean, he's pretty big time right now. Oh, yeah. Who else did I play against? I mean, you guys have guys like Cole Anthony, who's in the NBA, um, Jalen Suggs, um, Drew Timmy was there from Gonzaga. And then, you know, like I said, our Armando Baycott, Wendell Moore, who are both Duke UNC, um, big time guys, and they were on my team. And it was just pretty cool getting to know them as eighth graders. and then a few years later, you see them blowing up in the, in the college ranks. So it was pretty dope.
0: Oh, for sure. It definitely just shows you, like, and as a college hooper, you know this, how much different it is, even like not only from a D3 to a one level, but the guys who are playing Division one and going to the league yeah, out of college. And even just like in eighth grade and high school, the jump from even like you to them.
1: Oh, it's a it's a whole different level. Like, I mean, I thought I was I was big time back then in eighth grade, and then you see these guys, and you're like, all right, I am nowhere near these dudes at all. It, yeah, and, uh, I mean, it's just their athleticism. Like, they they had a dunk contest back then, and I was just trying to get my first dunk, and these kids are already doing like 360 windmills or doing East Bay's off the backboard stuff like that. And uh, so it was a it was an eye opening experience, definitely.
0: Oh, for sure. Did you get in talks with coaches after playing in those camps at all, or was it more towards high school?
1: For me, no. Um, I mean, some of the bigger guys, um, like I don't know if you know his name Joe Gerard. He plays at Syracuse. Um, yeah, I, he actually did very well at that camp. And he got like two offers after that, which is pretty big time, you know, in eighth grade to, to get offers like that. And so it was more of the big time guys just kind of getting reached out to by a few coaches. Um, but for me, it was more like my sophomore year
0: when coaches really started to hit me up. So did you really decide to get your recruiting process started your sophomore year?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of when it mainly started. Um, But for me, you know, I really started reaching out to coaches my freshman year. I was pretty big and, you know, on Twitter and just writing coaches, um, emailing coaches every day with my highlights and all that stuff my freshman year. And so when my sophomore year came and that's when coaches were like legally allowed to start talking to me, um, they already knew who I was and I was already in their system. So definitely paid off for me.
0: Definitely. No doubt about it. So you talk about um, emailing coaches. That's one of the main things I've heard from every single person we have on is The consistency and the importance of emailing coaches, even just to let them know who you are and that you're interested in their program. How often were you emailing coaches, and you know, at what levels were you emailing coaches? Yeah, I mean, so when I first started off, um, I didn't know what level I was
1: going to play at, so I was emailing schools all the way from UConn all the way down to to the lowest of Division three. Mainly started off when I was younger at the Division one levels, just because you know, Division three recruiting starts later. And so, you know, I was emailing, like I said, UConn down to the the likes of like Delaware State, which is a low D1, um, and I was doing that every week. You know, just rewriting coaches. You know, if I didn't get a response back in a month or two, I just sent another update. And uh, I mean, it's super important. I think kids don't realize that. You always hear that the term, like, you know, if you're good, they'll find you, which you know that that's the case sometimes, but it's not the case in all the times, especially if you're not this super freakish athlete. And so you got you got to do the work on your own because offers aren't just going to come to you. And so uh, I definitely tell kids all the time, you know, you got to start emailing coaches right now, every single day, every coach at every level, because uh-huh. they, they need For to sure. see you at some point. And if you're, if you're not playing AAU or you're not playing, coaches aren't coming to your high school to see you, you got to try and get in touch some way. So definitely the
0: best way to go about it. Were you always open to like, because I mean, you came all the way from Connecticut, you came from the East Coast just to go to Claremont. Were you always looking at like East Coast schools or were you just trying to send emails anywhere you could think of that you had relative interest in?
1: Um, I'd say early high school, I was just kind of looking wherever, honestly, whatever school would give me an opportunity. And then more towards like later my junior year, early senior year, once I realized, you know, D3 is probably going to be the option for me. Uh, I really don't want to stay in the East Coast. You know, there's a lot of good schools over there, but you know, I wanted to explore somewhere new and I'd never been to California before. So um, I reached out to the Claremont coach and he actually came to see me at a camp and then it just all worked out from there. But uh, pretty happy in California, you know, the sun good area so it's, it's fire yeah. definitely, definitely different than
0: connecticut oh for sure no doubt about it doesn't get much better than socal that's what we all say
1: no exactly
0: <laughs> moving on from that so like you said you had talks with a few high major schools but you had interest from almost any division three school you were interested in going to what made you choose division three
1: yeah so like you said i started off um getting a lot of division one interest you know like the first day coaches could re- out, reach out to me i had UConn be Kansas State, Gonzaga, then schools like Northeastern, um, there's some a little like mid-major schools. And then, you know, I, pl- I've been, I played pretty good throughout my high school career, but I mean, a lot of those schools were, were big time. And so I kind of was down to either like the Ivy Leagues or the Division 3s. And um, unfortunately, I didn't get any of the Division 1 offers. And so uh, that's when I turned to Division 3, uh, which for me wasn't a bad option at all. You know, I'm getting a top-notch education. Claremont just got ranked six in the country for the, for one of the best academic colleges. And, um, you know, I am trying to set myself up for what I can do after college. Um, so it's am pretty blessed to be here. Definitely. Um, you know, I've had a, a good basketball experience so far and then a great academic experience. So wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't a bad choice at
0: all. For sure. How important is it that these athletes look at their academics as far as schools they want to attend?
1: Dude, I, I think it's big time. You know, we're going to realize everybody's not making it to the NBA. I think there's what, like 400 spots. Um, and, you know work hard to to get there but you got to set yourself up you know what if about the ball stops bouncing what if i don't make it to the league what what's going to become next and so um i think it's definitely definitely good to try, try to go to the best academic school possible and just set yourself up for the future
0: no doubt about it so i don't know if you know this right now like all over the sky like instagram we're talking about why d3 yeah d3 week or something yeah i'm going to push you the question why d3
1: dude i think it's the like best balance of sports and academics, you know, of course I love basketball, but I have other passions too, like social media. Um, of course being in California, I like to travel around, go to the beach, go to, go do hikes or whatever, stuff like that. And so being at the division three level, you still get to play your sport at a very high level, um, especially at a school, like in the sky and then also pursue other passions as well. And just focus on other things that are outside of basketball, which I think is pretty dope. And
0: the talent at the division three level, I'd say in most places and most definitely the sky, the level of talent in this conference is ridiculously high.
1: Dude, the kids are good. Yeah. I don't, people don't really realize that, you know, the comments on my social media, just like, yo, like why should I listen to you? You're division three. And I'm like, dude, we got guys on my team that could easily like this kid, Josh angle could easily go division one today if he wanted to. Um, The kid does not miss his shots. And you know, you got players on, on Chapman last year who were just big time hoopers and, Stuff like that that can definitely go play at the low ranks of Division I. And so uh, I don't think people realize how good a lot of Division Three hoopers are.
0: So were you doing social media at the end of high school going into college, or did you really start it after you got to college at Claremont?
1: I mean, I, I had like a little a bit of a following. Um, kind of my senior year of high school during COVID, I just kind of made like some like funny videos or whatever, just because everybody was kind of doing it at the time, square we board. Um, but this past summer is when I really started the basketball content. Um, I signed a, an NIL deal with Snapchat, actually. And uh, they had me post like six times a week on Snapchat, do part of their, their program. And so that's when I was like, all right, I kind of got motivated to, to be posting and then started throwing it on TikTok and Instagram and uh, it's going pretty well. So just kind of keep going from here, but definitely started in uh, this past June.
0: So let's talk a little bit about Twitter. You know, Twitter is another big thing when it comes to recruiting. Yeah. In any respective sport. Were you active on Twitter when it came to recruiting for basketball? Or were you more just emailing coaches and doing stuff like that?
1: Started off emailing and then I realized how many coaches are on Twitter and they're, you know, they're actively on Twitter every day just looking for recruits. And so I was tweeting at coaches. I was following every coach possible, um, seeing if their DMs were open, just any way I could get in contact with them I was. And so as soon as a coach would follow me back or something, I'm sending them my cover letter for what I set for recruiting and just my highlights right away. Um, mm-hmm. And it, dude, it helped for sure. So many coaches were writing back asking for my phone number, all that. So Twitter is definitely something every recruit needs to hop on.
0: Were there any like specific, I know there's like a specific accounts that kind of like push people out there. Yeah. Were you using any of those or were you just going directly to coaches?
1: No, I was just going directly. You know, there's like programs like NCSA, for example, where kids can um, pay a few thousand dollars and they're like, we'll have coaches recruit you and all this stuff. And I've had friends do it and they have very little success with it. I mean, they're just kind of, Wasting money, I would say. And I'm like, dude, you I can agree. do it all yourself. I agree.
0: Right? I know. I know. I know about NCSA. I agree.
1: Yeah. I mean, I had one friend who paid almost 10K um, for NCSA. And are you kidding me? Dude, it's great. I mean, because the, the parents are clueless and then uh, the kid wants to get recruited. And then they, they're they like, oh, for an extra thousand dollars, we can do this for you, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the kid never ended up playing the sport in college. And it, it sucks because, um, so I mean, I tell yeah. you, you never, don't hop on those. I mean, if it's free, do it, but you can do it all yourself and um, just take care of it yourself.
0: Exactly. I think it's more important, like figuring out, and that's one of the goals of this podcast is to have people understand how to get themselves out there and how important it is to basically self-network, which isn't only just like a skill to get recruited, but it's a life skill for any business owner. And you know, this is someone who does social media and promotes themselves constantly.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, we look at, like, kids nowadays here are getting so many internships, and it's really all about who you know, um, not just, like, a basic application process anymore. It's like if you have one connection, like, you're, you're kind of in for the job. So it's really all about who you know and who knows you.
0: What is your best piece of advice for any Hoopers that want to play at the Division three level?
1: Yeah, I'd say the number one thing is definitely, of course, I said, we talked before, reach out to coaches. Um, but I think going to camps are very, very big for Division III. You have something like the Yale Elite Camp, which is in New Haven, Connecticut, at Yale University. Um, and every Division Three coach in the country is lined up there. You have Chapman, Claremont, um, WashU, Chicago, NYU, like every Division Three school you can think of, it just lined up along the baseline. So st- stuff like that where you can get noticed. Um, and then the all-academic camp, which is a big one that's held in July, it's either at Babson University uh, in Boston or Brandeis, which is also in Boston. And same thing, it's every Division Three coach in the country. So if you're looking to go high academic or
0: just some kind of Division Three, those are the two places to be. For sure, no doubt about it what is the most noticeable difference between high school and college basketball? Um, I would
1: say, you know, everybody is good at, at high school. You had, um, I mean, I played in the NEPSAC, which is a, a prep school league out in new England, which is a pretty good league. You know, we had a lot of division one guys every night, but everybody wasn't good. But I mean like on our, on our team here at Claremont, everybody is good. Everybody was the best player at their high school. And so it's kind of like a funnel. You take the best players from high school and they all go into college. And so, every game even if we're playing low level schools it's it's always a competition um and then also just the speed and the strength you know everybody's faster at this next level everybody's stronger more athletic um, so it's just a whole different level than high school definitely
0: no doubt about it so going to such a strong academic university in Claremont McKenna like you said ranked what 6th 4th in the country for best academic schools how do you balance your academic responsibilities as well as your like team commitment, individual training, and then building your brand on social media?
1: Yeah, I think the main thing is just kind of sitting down and taking time to make a schedule and uh, making sure you have like a little planner, you know, write down your homework for the night, whatever tests you have coming up and just having that like on physical paper so you see what you got um, and just really managing your time, you know, setting time aside for your homework, setting time aside, like All right, I'm gonna take 30 minutes and focus on my social media tonight. Um, and really just prioritizing your time and managing it correctly Uh, because you really can't just like go into the day and just be like all right i'll figure out what i'm going to do as it goes you got to have a set schedule and of course it's going to change but definitely want to manage your time right and uh take time to manage it
0: no doubt the biggest thing i've gone out any athlete i've talked to on this podcast is the importance of balance yeah and the importance of like how much you need to really manage your time well I've talked to guys who've struggled with it, you know, at the beginning of college. I've talked to guys who have been pretty good with it. And it's the same thing, especially at the Division three level where you can, I mean, and you'll agree with me on this, you can say like your athletic commitment isn't as big as it would be at a, you know, high major Division one school. Right. Yeah, not at all. The importance of balancing your academics is super, or is even more important because it's a lot of stuff that's just on your own. Right. Yeah. And being able to take care of that. I think the, the, the biggest
1: thing is like just asking for help as well. You know, at schools like this, I mean, anywhere, like teachers are willing to help you. Um, and we have success coaches, all types of advisors, and they're here to help you and they really want to. So go in there and be like, dude, I, I need help figuring out a schedule. I need help managing my time and just taking advantage of all the resources is definitely a big thing. And I mean, I, I do some of that, but I don't take full advantage of it. And it's definitely something I want to get more involved with. Um you know, anybody starting college or still in college, definitely, definitely take advantage of all the resources you got.
0: For sure. What resources have you used to, you know, help manage your time and help create a schedule?
1: Yeah, I think the big thing um, is I have an academic advisor. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure almost everybody at college has that. And so um, just kind of sit down with him and he helps me plan out my week in terms of academics and when I should get my homework done and all that. And then we also have two dudes on the basketball team who are called success coaches um, where you have meetings with them and, they help you uh, plan your week and just plan your semester to the best, uh, best possible. And that's just through, you know, sleep, hydration, um, getting your homework done, getting workouts and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, they've all been able to give me some good tips on how to really maximize my time here.
0: How is social media affected your college career?
1: Um, I mean, I definitely have to focus a little a little bit on social media in terms of if, if my friends are, you know, going out one night, I might have to be like, dude, I got to get some filming in just because, you know, I want to make sure my content is consistent and stuff. Um, and then it's been pretty cool. You know, people come up to me a lot, just will ask me questions or my coaches will make jokes with me in practice. Um, but it's definitely just a, kind of like a cool, of course, I I don't really do it as a full-time job at the moment. Um, but definitely a a cool, a cool way on on the side to make some money, but also just really inspire people and motivate people, which is pretty dope.
0: Is that your primary goal is just to inspire and motivate people?
1: dude yeah i'm all about that i mean when i was a little kid i was kind of looking up to different content creators or basketball players and so since i'm in that position now where, where kids write me every day and just you know say that i'm mm-hmm. helping them get better or, you know um they didn't really want to play basketball anymore but they started watching my videos and they started up again it's just really cool for me um you know i'm really not in it for the followers or the money or anything like that I just kind of mm-hmm. want to help the next generation of hoopers
0: exactly it's a humbling experience for sure
1: yeah no it's, it's really cool so yeah pretty blessed to
0: be here for sure what was it like getting your uh, deal with Snapchat? How'd that go down?
1: Dude, yeah, I'm part of
0: this uh, market, NIL marketplace. It's called Open Doors, um, which helps
1: you know college athletes get deals. And Snapchat put a, put an ad out there and said they're looking for college athletes for their program or for their platform. Um, that was their target audience for, for the next year at Snapchat. They want more college athletes on there. And so uh, I applied. And a few weeks later, they got back to me and basically had a post like six times a week on my story and then like 12 times a week on Snapchat Spotlight. And, uh, dude, I had like, 2K subscribers on Snapchat who basically, like, all my friends. I just had Snapchat. Now yeah. I'm at, like, almost 150,000 on there. That's wild. Which is just crazy to me. It's it's, it's crazy. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but, I, dude, I love Snapchat because, you know, I'm able to interact with the people on there. I can respond to messages. I can respond
0: to posts and put that on my story. And so you really, really get to interact with your fans closely. So it's cool. For sure. I almost, like, I saw your account and it was, like, oh 140k on snapchat i was like there is no way I, I i was pretty skeptical at first i'm not gonna lie to you no but bro, then, yeah, like, no i, I yeah, looked I really it up see. and i was like i was like damn
1: this guy's for real dude that no, was cool i mean i just started posting videos and then uh they really weren't doing well at all in the beginning and then they just started kind of blowing up one got like a couple hundred thousand views and then it started getting like five in a row got almost a million views and i'm like oh my god and um just every day dude, they just keep growing and stuff so it was pretty awesome
0: no, it's, it's dope to see because it's in that same lane. Like, I mean, we talked, you know, kind of off camera about it was, you know, we were talking about Matt, cause that's how you found me yeah. through Matt, just, you know, tagging me in a photo and you and Matt obviously, you know, share that same sort of content, you know, that, you know, inspirational, you know, college basketball content, you know, what it's like to be a college basketball player, you know, drills you can do all that stuff. How important do you think it is for college athletes, you know, to, you know, put their information out there and have that platform to speak to an audience who might not know about, you know, what the life of a college athlete is. And even at the division three level, which might not be highly as appreciated as playing at a high major D one. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's super, super, super important for these players like myself and Matt to definitely post it out there. Um. I mean, you don't got to go fall out and just, you know, commit yourself to social media every day, but just trying to help kids who were like me and just had really no idea about the recruiting process before I started. Or you'll have kids who are still seniors in high school to reach out to me and are like, dude, I have no idea how to get in contact with coaches, but I was the MVP of my conference and have no schools reaching out to me. Um, but they look to people like me, people like Matt, who are posting stuff and there's information about college basketball. And I think that's super important. Um, and I definitely hope some more, more hoopers will definitely get on it, you know, post day in the life, post different workout drills because kids love basketball and they want to be better at basketball and get to the, the next level. And so I uh, definitely want to stay on this this route and uh, hopefully I can motivate others to hop on it and definitely motivate other people.
0: It's definitely like a lane being paved by guys like you, Matt. Matt and I talked about we were talking about Devonte Friga back when he was still playing for Mount Union. Yeah. And all those, you probably know about those videos. Dude, I was, yeah, I was big on Freak's videos, like his game day videos and all that. For sure. I was telling, if you listen to Matt's episode, I was talking to Matt about it because I was a sophomore in high school and Devontae maybe had like 24,000. Maybe it was, it may have even been less. It may have been like 20,000 on um YouTube. And I just like randomly DM'd him one day and I was like, hey, like, I have my high school basketball tryout coming up, like, you know, what's going to be the best way, you know, for me to, you know, impress my coaches and do all this. And he got back to me and it was one of those things where it was like, it was one of those inspiring moments, Yeah, which goes back to kind of what you, you guys like you and Matt do, which is, you know, to inspire that younger audience to get better at basketball and which is something we do at the locker room on a wider range of sports is, you know, the importance of reaching out to coaches and, you know, how you can build yourself up to build a profile to play at that next level.
1: Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Just, um, I guess like what Friga did with Matt, it's like, you know, kids will write me and i I try and make sure that to, to grow my social media presence and just, um, I try and make it more of like a fam- family aspect, you know, respond to as many people as I can and just, even respond and just like, yo, keep working hard and it can make a kid's day. And, you know, they'll write me back and be like, oh my God, no way you responded. And I mean, I'm just, I'm just a normal dude. Like I'm a college kid or whatever, but just um, knowing that myself can, can make someone's day like that is pretty cool. And so I think it's very important for, you know, people like me, Matt, um, another big one, if you've seen Fit with Sean on Instagram, Sean McCurry. Yeah, I he's think a, he's, another, he's another big videos. time reason three guy. Um, but just people, you know, people like us responding to, to other people is pretty cool and just seeing how it makes their day, so.
0: And it go, all goes back to because a lot of these D th- a lot of these guys are d3 and it all goes back to a yd3 mm-hmm. and the concept of like d1 or nothing and you'll you know you can add on to this if you want is such a i wouldn't say it's a necessarily bad concept but it's a concept that's just not open enough for people to understand like how talented division three is right and you know the other levels of you know college basketball because it's what three percent of all high school basketball players, yeah, play at the college level. You know, JUCO, NAIA, right? Yeah, you know, D one to D three, and you know, for you to be in that select group of that three percent that gets to play at the college level, does it give you a greater appreciation for basketball? Do it. It does. I mean, my freshman
1: year when I was uh, had kids in my team that were looking at Division three and we're talking about it. Sorry, in uh, my my high school freshman year in high school. I was just like, dude, there's no way I can go Division three. Like, I I feel like a failure if that was uh, the only option I had. And then I started realizing when I got older, like, yo, Division three is actually very very good. Of course, there's some levels which aren't aren't the greatest. Um, at the end of the day, though, these kids are still college basketball players and uh, can hold their own out there. And so, you know, being uh, yeah, at Division three, just any part of college basketball is truly a blessing. Um, just you know, still able to play the game I love every day, which is dope.
0: So let's let's kind of move on to this back half of the podcast. What is your advice to anyone who's deciding between schools when it comes to basketball?
1: Yeah. I think the first thing that I was looking at was like, all right, let's just say I was to get injured and can never play basketball again. One, where am I going to be happy? Um, Cause you're still a, a college student here at the end of the day. Um, two, I think you really want to look at playing time. You know, you want to make sure that when you come in, you're going to get playing time. Um, which right now this, it's been a little harder for me because I haven't been able to find minutes. We've had guys who are, are All-Americans that are above me, which I totally understand. And so I'm just kind of patiently waiting my time. But, you know, if you really want to get those minutes, make sure that you talk to the coach beforehand. Um, and then just the, the relationship with the coach. You know, that's the guy you're going to be playing for for the next four years. And you want someone who's going to take care of you, be, be a good person, um, and just all that stuff you can get along with every single day. So I think those three things are very important.
0: Yeah, of course. So for someone like you you brought up, you know, struggling with, you know, finding the court and finding playing time. How important is it to, you know, keep your head up and keep a positive relationship with your coach so when that time comes you can step into that role when you need to. Right.
1: I just try to meet with my coach every few weeks during the season to be like, "Yo, what can I improve on? Like how can I help the team out?" And so I know that when my time comes, hopefully this upcoming season, I'll be ready to to do what he needs um and I'll be prepared so We'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens. But I'll definitely be staying in the gym and just keep working as hard as I could.
0: Yeah, we'll see you out there. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. What is the biggest misconception about division three athletes? We kind of touched on this earlier, but if you want to elaborate a little more on it.
1: Um, I think like what, what we talked about is that division three athletes are are not good at basketball. And so, you know, um, you take myself as someone who may not have a lot of stats at all, but um, you put me against like an average high schooler and I mean, it's going to be a um, really won't be much of a competition or, you know, I played in a, a men's league this summer and um, just going against former college guys. And I average like 35 points a game. Um, and I mean, I'm trying to be humble here, but it's just like the, the realistic thing is that dude, do. Division three hoopers are good. And there's a lot of guys throughout division three who could play at the division one ranks. You see guys recently who are getting drafted into the G League, stuff like that. And so uh, division three hoopers definitely need to, to have respect on them for sure.
0: What is your biggest piece of advice for any player who's looking to get recruited to play in college?
1: I think the, the biggest, my biggest piece of advice is of course, one, just, just stay in the gym every single day. Um, you know, even if you're, you're not trying to, to work out that day, you're just not feeling it. Just try and get some kind of workout in, whether it's a couple hundred shots, get a lift in something like that. And just being very proactive with your recruiting, going to different camps, um, reaching out to coaches at every single level, D1, D2, D3, um, especially assistant coaches as well. Um, cause, you know, the head coaches, We'll do the the end process of recruiting, but it's more the assistant coaches in the beginning who are reaching out, um, sending the recruiting letters and stuff like that. So just staying in the gym every single day and then being super proactive and just reach out to as many coaches as possible.
0: How important is it that your AAU coach or your high school coach helps you get your name out there? Um, I think it's important. You know, my AAU coach, um, we really weren't, um, he wasn't the biggest
1: in recruiting. And so he really didn't help me out much at all. But my high school coach knew a lot of college coaches. And so, you know he was able to reach out to to a lot of the Ivy leagues for me, a lot of the division threes. Um, so it's very important that you and your coach have a good connection, but at the end of the day, it just kind of comes down to to yourself and you really contacting as many coaches as possible.
0: Yeah, for sure, no doubt about it. Finally, what's next for you when you're done playing at Claremont McKenna?
1: Yeah, for me, um, I really want to pursue a coaching career in college basketball, And so I'm hoping to become a graduate assistant, which means I'll graduate, and let's just say, I go to Duke, for example, um, and I get my master's degree from there while being an assistant coach in the basketball team. And so we have a kid from Claremont who's actually uh, an, a grad assistant at TCU right now, and uh, he's loving his experience there. And so he kind of motivated me to, to really get into the space and has taught me um, the ins and outs of it. And so I'm going to really start reaching out to coaches over the next few weeks and just see how I can set myself up for a good job after I graduate. Um, that's the goal. So. All
0: right. Well, that pretty much wraps us up here. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this. I know you've been busy with off season stuff and other stuff like applying for coaching and stuff like that. But once again, really appreciate you being on. But with that being said, Connor, count us out. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, bro. Um, I'm Connor Prince. This is the locker room
1: where sports unite us and stories inspire us. Peace. Peace.